Today's daf is Erev and daf Chavav. We are six lines from the top of Chavav Menalev. Amrle Rav Papa Larava. So let's just go back a few lines to Chavham Bez, and we'll just repeat the story outside. So you had the Reish Galusa. The Reish Galusa was the leader of the people in Galus, in Bavel, and he had this, uh, usually they had a big mansion. So in his backyard, he had a Bavarnica. So Bavarnica was some type of pavilion where there was a nice tree, perhaps some you know, patio seating, but it wasn't typically used. And therefore, even though it was surrounded by fencing, this is called a Karpef Shloi Hukafadira. So they had the Rabbanim were there for Shabbos. They were looking at where they're going to sit, you know, Shabbos morning, uh, Kiddush and Shir, whatever they were doing. So they wanted to know where they're going to sit. They look outside. Oh, let's set up shop around this uh, pavilion and we'll be able to carry there to, to there on Shabbos. So what happened was, there was a, Rav Huna Bar was told by the Reish Kalusa to make a new fence. Since you need a new fence, this is the backdrop of our last few dafim. you need a new fence to make something, karpef, that's hukah fadira. So make a new fence going, like make a path with fence, look at the pictures, going from the house to this, to this pavilion, and it should be fine. What happened was, he, he makes this uh, he, you know, he puts these uh, vertical sticks within three tochem of each other. Beautiful makeshift mechitza. Rava went along and Rava's, what did Rava do? Rava took them out. He said, you don't need it. Unnecessary. He t- takes them out and Rav Pop and Rav Huna, literally took the sticks and chucked it, meaning you can't even find the sticks. No one's putting it back together. There will be no makeshift mechitza. We're going to rely on the fencing around the pavilion itself for Shabbos. So what happened was, Ravina the next day asked Rava, well, I don't understand. We've been learning the last half and a half, and we have other sources, that when we say Karpev has to be Hukal Fadira, that means first people are living there, and then you you make the fence. But if the fence is there first, and then you decide to live there, he brought a raya from the concept of Eruvei Tchumim, that we start counting your Tchum Shabbos from the end of the city. Do I count it from this end of the city wall or from the last house? So it depends. If the walls came first, so then that's not called as part of the city. So, excuse me, you would count it, at, you only count from the last house. But if the, the houses came first and then they built the wall, so the wall is part of the city and you would count from the wall. So you see the wall is only significant if it was there after people lived there. So that was what Ravina asked Rava. So now that takes us to today's daf. I'm really Rav Papa the Rava. Rav Papa asked another question. Rav Ravashi, Ravashi said, Mechitza's Adrachalin, Leishma Mechitza. Let's say you have construction workers and they put these makeshift uh, partitions to shade them from, from the sun. That's not called Mechitza. Alma, what do we see from here? Kevin de la Tzniusavi, it's doing, it's put there for Tznius, meaning it's not being done for. Dira for living purposes. It's not considered a permanent mechitza, and you'd have to redo it again. So when you have your outdoor seating in your patio and you and you fence put the fence around it, that's not Dira purposes. It's not done for living purposes. It's done because you just want to have some tzniyas, some privacy. So we see from there, loy mechitza. It is not considered a good mechitza. And and uh, Ravuna added to this discussion. Let's say you just have a mechitza and it's done lenachas. You want to keep things behind it, so you're protecting it. That's not considered mechitza. He would make a ruvi chateris for the entire city of mechayza. Arsiusa, arsiusa, mishum pera de beitare. We used to have these ditches that that uh, they would put food in for their 
for their shar, for their ox. And even though it was surrounded by this fence, this fence was not considered a hookah fladira because it was only there to protect the food. So therefore, you see that Rabba Baravu had to go make new mechitzas for all of them. So you see that if it's a mechitza that's done for nachas, for, for protecting it, it's not considered a mechitza. So you see from here, a few times already, how could Rava be so confident that we don't need to make a new mechitza when it comes to this Barvanka to this uh, outdoor pavilion with the tree, and they wanted to sit, sit outside, you know, patio seating. You see from here that we that, that is not considered a mechitza. So you see from here, it's the same thing, and you can't rely on this mechitza. So you're right. So we're not able. So halacha you're not able to use it. So kavri le reishkalusa. This reishkalusa called the chachamim rapapa ravuna. He said chacham himal hara ulehitel layadu. Yesterday, when when it was before Shabbos, you could have had this whole discussion. You could have figured out halacha lemaisa. What did you do? You ended up messing me over. You took away the mechitzas. Now it's Shabbos already. There's no way we could carry now. So shkoyach, you, you weren't very helpful. You just made a whole ruckus. And you know, sometimes in life you have people they always ask questions afterwards. Like they don't really care about the kashrus of the food until like during the meal itself. Ooh, you know, who's hechsher is this? You know, why didn't you ask the day before? So you could, you know, solve problems instead of creating problems. So that's the similar line of the Okay, next. car. Tarbalai said that I heard according to Tarbalai, you're allowed to have a carpef as big as the size of a base car. So, what's the size of a base car? So, a base car is the size of 30 saw. So, we're going to see. So, Masnisin de like Hanani. Our mission is not like Hanani. The Tanya looking at Bryce. Hanani, I'm Rafilu, he are bought him saw, even 40 saw. And we saw that it was 30 saw. Kisrat Yashel Melech. It's like the yard of a palace of a king. So, that size is fine. Even if it's not hook of a dira, Rabbi Eloi and Rabbi Hanania are arguing based on the same pasuk. Shnei, the pasuk says, "Vahi Yeshaya leYatsa Chutzar Hatichayna." It says Yeshaya did not yet go out from the Chutzar Hatichayna and Exiv Heira Kriyin Chutzar. So, just a background to the story, we know from Brachos that Chizkiyah Melech was sick, and Yeshaya came to be Mavakar Chayla to tell him that he was, you know, he was going to die because he didn't have children. So as he's leaving, it says he didn't even leave the middle Tichaina. We know Tichaina from Brachas is the middle one from the Abram Mishmaris. So he didn't leave the Chatzar Tichaina. And, and at that point, the, uh, the Tfilos were, were already heard. If you look at the Pasuk in Malach, and he had the Dvar Hashem to say. Fine. But let's focus on we're this chatzar. So mekanas ratzar shemel shay kayaris beinus for the fact that the Torah it says ksiv ha'ir. If you look in the Tanakh, it actually says ha'ir. But yeah, the karina and the ksiv and the kri, the karina chatzar, we call it chatzar. We see from here that it's ratzar shemel shahoyu bayaris a kayaris beinus that the yards of a palace of a king was like a mini city. That's how big they were. Fine. So, but my commitment was this machlek as master bayaris beinus having base car. Rabbi Loy holds that, uh, you're right, it's a Yaris Beninios, but that's a base car, 30 saw. Well, Marsavar, Bum, Sahavin, and Hanani holds that a small city is 40 saw. So that's the Machlaikas uh, regarding how big this Shita of of uh, Rabbi Eliezer was regarding a Karpev, Shlehoka Fadira, how big can it be? So we're assuming it could be the same size as this palace Chatzar. 
And Machlekas was, how big were the king's palaces, uh, the, the yard in front of the king's palace? Next. So the Gemara says, Vishaya, my boy, Hassan, what was he doing there? So I'm Rabbi Yechim, I'm Shechal Achiski, Achiski, I'm Alabi, I'm sick, Halach, Hishyav, Hoshiv, Yeshiva, Pischai. He put a yeshiva at his door so that he could teach. We should bring the yeshiva towards the tamachacham who's sick in order that the schus of people learning should, should, should help against the kitrig of the satan. But the Gemara says, mostly we shouldn't be doing this. Because this might actually have a counter effect. Because the satan is going to see that there's a whole defense against him. So he'll fight stronger to, to kill the tzaddik. So therefore... Don't try this at home. Next. Then the Mishnah said, when the Mishnah was talking about things that Rabbi Loi heard from Rabbi Lezer, I also heard from Rabbi Lezer, that so let's just give a few minutes of background. We know, and we're going to spend a lot of time discussing this later on in the parak. There's a concept of a ruve chatzeros that a person has to that if you have a few people living together, whether it's an apartment building, whether it's in the, your classic chatzer, a bunch of yards getting together, a mavoi. Besides having your mechitzais, your actual partitions, you need to all be considered one one unit. And that's the that's the, the term Erev of bringing people together. So they all give a challah, matzah, and, and our Roshos is like, your Roshos, we're all in this together. Wonderful. What if someone didn't do that? So he was uh, spacing out on Friday, or he didn't want to be part of this. Whatever the situation was, he did not join the the Erev Echatzeris. So on one hand, maybe just he shouldn't be able to carry from his house. But on the other hand, let's say you have a or a sheared yard, or let's say you're in a bungalow county. So in each public area, for example, the playground, the the shul, whatever, all these areas, every single uh, resident or unit, whatever you want to call it, has their own percentage of use of it. So let's say you have 10 people living in a colony and one person is not part of the Erev, so that means 10% of the Chatzar is, is not owned by by the the, the bungalow colony together. It's not part of the Erev, so then you cannot carry the entire Chatzar. So what do you do? So halacha is on Shabbos. If you do this on Shabbos, what you do is you would, that this fellow who did not, was not part of the Erev, he could do one thing. He could be mavatel his rishos. He could like basically make his rishos hefker. So let's say he owns 10% of the playground. So you could say my 10% is, is hefker. Everybody could have it. No problem. Okay, so that's regarding his, that's regarding the chatzar. So we're going to see what about his house. Halacha is, he, what about could he carry from his house to the chatzar? So on one hand you could say, well why not? He still retained the ownership of his house and he's carrying it into the chatzar. The chatzar is owned by all these people he, and it's, uh, everybody has a chalik in it. So why should he not be able to carry from his house to the chatzar? So the basic reason, again, there's the, there's a, there's a lot to, to learn here, but the basic reason is that it looks like a shtick. That one second, he was mavata. He says, "I have nothing to do with this chutzner," and now he's bringing his his food from outside. He's gonna have a picnic, uh, you know, taking food from his house and, and, and eating outside. Obviously, it shows he was not mavatal his rishos. He wants to still be part of the chutzner. So everyone agrees at this point that he's not allowed to carry from his house to the chutzner. And the question is. What about other people? Can someone else, let's say someone wants to borrow the, the magazine, he wants to borrow his uh, Mishpacha magazine. So can he go 
into this person's house and take out the magazine in order to, for he wants to read it outside on Shabbos. So maybe it also is some type of harama. So let's see. So the Gemara says, But now we went in a Mishnah, whether it's for him or for other people, he's not, other people cannot carry from. From his rishos, some ravuna braid of shuma. If she is like kasha, it's not a kasha. Ha, Rabbi Lazar, ha, Rabbanon. One is the sheet of Rabbi Lazar, or one is the sheet of other Rabbanon. What does this mean? Kishatim Salaymar. If you analyze this, you'll see the divrei Rabbi Lazar mevatel rishos chatzir rishos beisai bittol. When someone is mevatel his rishos, he says, "You know what, guys, I messed up. I should have been part of the erev." So Friday night in shul, he says, "I'm mevatel my rishos." So according to Rabbi Lazar, he's mevatel everything. He's mevatel his rishos, and he's mevatel his house as well. My house, everybody could, could, could you know, you want to carry from my house, take my magazines, take my coffee, whatever you need, no problem. The Rabbanon, no, I'm mevatel rishos chatzir. Yeah, I'm happy for you to use my yard or my yard use in this, you know, larger playground. But get out of my house. Yeah, I'm not mavato my house to everyone. So that's the machlekes or belazer and the chacham. So that's why we have these two opinions. The Gemara says pshita. It's such an obvious machlekes. The Gemara says no. I'm a rachav. I know Rav Huna Barchinah Targimna. I'll tell you what the chiddush is. Now, once I have this machlekes between the Chachamim and Rabbi Eliezer regarding if a person gives up from his own house, so let's see another case. Let's say five people, five people live in one chatzar. So five people go out, you know, in a bungalow colony, whatever. One of them did not make an, it was not part of the Erev. When he's Mavatas Rishos, he could just say, I'm Mavatas Rishos. To everyone, whatever. According to the Chachamim, Maybe she mivata lekolachaviachal. Our book she mivata v'shusai tsarich levata lekolachaviachal. Meaning, I, I, I would say that maybe he would have to mivata to each one because according to Chachamim, don't assume anything, right? You told me don't assume he's going to give up his house, so maybe you shouldn't assume that he's going to be mivata to each and every person. Maybe he only likes three people in the colony. He has his clique. He doesn't like the other three people, you know. So maybe he has some type of some type of. Uh, you know, in with them. So he doesn't want these people to use his property. The same way by the house, we have to try to figure out what he wants. He doesn't want people to use his house. So to here, he doesn't want everyone to be able to use the playground. So according to Rabbi Lazar, just do it once, same bit of Rishos. So according to Rabbi Now, who would this bicycle like? It says, He does not have to to each and every person. We assume once he's to everyone across the board, he doesn't play favorites. So who does this go? Like, come on, kill Rabbi Eliezer. It would go like Rabbi Eliezer. Fine. Rav Kahana Masniach, Rav Kahana taught this Gemara like that. Rav Tavyumi Masniach, Rav Tavyumi taught it in the following way. It's a very similar outcome, just some different differences in details. Come on, Azahadatanya. He started out like this. The Gemara asked the Kasha, who did this Bryce go like? The Bryce says, who does this go like? Come on, I'm Rav Huna. Bar Yehuda, Rav Sheshes. Come on, Ki Rabbi Eliezer. And this goes like Rabbi Eliezer Shita. Okay. Now, now that we have Machlekes Rabbi Eliezer and the Chachamim regarding how much a person is willing to give up automatically when he says Bittu Roshus. You know, does, it doesn't mean his house. Doesn't mean to everyone. Doesn't mean only to some people. Do we have to try to figure out the psychology behind the person? So I'm going to Papa Labaya. Our Papa told the buyer the following. What if he says, I don't want to do it? Meaning, he says, I don't want to 
to uh, give up my house. I'm willing to give up the chatzur, but not my house. What's the, what's the halach? And the Rabbanan? According to Rabbanan, who say typically your house is not included in your bittal. What if he explicitly says, I want to be mevatel my house? My, so let's see. Time of Rabbanan, Mishim Dekseva, what's the reasoning behind Rabbanan? He holds, It's like classically, typically, when someone says, I'm mevatel my rishos, you also included your your house. Vahai Amar, and he said, I'm not lying You meaning we can make an assumption until I know otherwise. Now I know otherwise. He says, not my house. Fine. That would be one way of learning it. Perhaps that's not the reason behind Rabbi Lazar. Time under Rabbi Lazar Mishom, the bias that usually you're not gonna live in a home. You're not going to buy a home if you have no property rights. You have no rights outside your house. I guess they didn't see New York City. But usually when you buy a home, you have a porch, you have a backyard, you want some rights to the chatzar. So, chatzar is always included in-house. And when he says, I don't want to give up my rights on my house, it doesn't work like that. So, even though he says... I'll be fine with my house without a chutzur. He's not. He's not. Re- he's not being serious. It's either all or nothing. Either you're being mavatal your chutzur, and some of the house, because without a chutzur, a house is worthless basically, or, or don't be mavatal at all. If you don't want to be mavatal the chutzur. I'm sorry, if you don't want to be mavat to the house, don't be mavat to the chutzur. According to Abelazar, perhaps it's a package deal. The chutzur bias go hand in hand, and we have to make a decision. Is he being serious? If he's being serious, so then no bittel at all, no chutzur, no house. But he feels bad for the people in his colony, so he does want to be serious about the chutzur, so the house would also be included in the bittel. So that's the two ways of learning Rabelazar and Nulur Abanan. What about the Rabbanan? What if he says... You typically, the rabbanon say a person does not give up his own house. He'll give up your property rights to your to your, your walking rights to your playground. We're not letting people walk around your house. You're not being mavatli your house. So what if he said, you know what? I don't care. Mevatlina, I'll be mevatlit. So what's the what's the halacha? So do we say time? Typically, you do not want to do it. He says I'll do it. So fine. You want to be mevatlit? No problem. Person will never exclude himself totally from from his house and his chutzur. What he's going to be left with nothing to call his own on Shabbos. You don't want to be a guest in your own house. And when you say, oh yeah, I don't care, I'll be bought, I'll be mavat to my house, we cannot trust you. That's a wrong assumption. The assumption is you always want to retain some ownership, whether it's your chutz or whether it's your house. And when you're saying the whole thing is bato, you do not have that power. So this is the this is the Shiloh back and forth. We have two stodim either way. So what's the halacha? Amalea by response. Bain the Rabbanon, Bain the Rabbalezer, Kevin the Gale Date, Gale. If you said it, this we're working with assumptions here. This whole Amr was based on assumptions. We're trying to figure out the psychology of a person. But if you explicitly said, I do want my house, I don't want my house, we'll take you at, at, at your word, and therefore the halach would follow whatever you're saying. Fine. One more thing that was mentioned in the Mishnah, V'chein Shemati, Mimani, Surah Eloi, said, I heard from Rabbi Lezer, that Sheyotzin ba'ar kablin ba'pesach. It could be Yotza with our kavlin for your mara on Pesach. So my our kavlin, what's our kavlin? Amrish Lakish, Atzvasa, Charazayasa. These are these uh, vines that are in, in, that in, entwined from your palm tree. So these things, they're bitter. It's like uh, the leaves of the palm tree. So you could be yotza your mara with this. Okay, Hajjan Allah, Oysen Pasim. Smith Hashem will start the next parak tomorrow. Have a good Shabbos.